Welcome back, everyone, to another edition of the Uncensored CMO, where we're talking about marketing through a crisis. Um, this week, I'm joined by an agency that has got a really strong track record of growth over the past few years, one of the most successful sport marketing agencies out there at the moment. And I wanted to catch up and find out how COVID is impacting on their business. What do you do when suddenly your clients turn off all the taps and the money just isn't there anymore? How do you stay motivated? And this agency, Dark Horses, has got an interesting approach to the current climate because they're actually employing uh, the Naked Professor mindset coach, Ben, who is helping them stay positive with their mental game as much as their business game at the moment and the impact that's having. So I hope you enjoy this chat with Simon, who's the founder of Dark Horses. And most of all, I want to draw out how they're thinking their way through this and how they're staying positive through the current crisis and how they're looking to the future. So enjoy the episode. Listen, thanks for taking the time to speak to us. Let me start, uh, Simon, with you, if I may. So tell me the background, introduce Dark Horses. How do you get to where you are today? Dark Horses are a almost four-year-old sports-focused creative agency. Um, the agency was set up after I'd had um, a long career as a, as a lawyer and a sports agent. I spotted a niche uh, in the sort of creative agency landscape for an agency that, that solely focused on sport. Obviously, sport is such a massive part of what we do and what we feel that I really felt that it was time to, to, to launch an agency that's solely focused on the, on the strategic and creative side of that. Obviously, there's some very good sports marketing agencies out there, but they um, operate around the rights or PR or more sort of wholesome marketing. So. Yeah, the agency was launched uh, four years ago. Uh, my fellow partners are the co-founders of Lucky Generals, who I'm sure um, yourself and a lot of your listeners are aware of. So they are shareholders as individuals. And, and without them, Dark Horses would be, wouldn't, be, wouldn't be here. Fantastic. And, and, and I read you've been growing pretty quickly since you, uh, since you started as well. Well, we were until about three months ago. <laughs> no, <laughs> You brought me um, on to my next question. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen. Um, yeah, we've we've had a, a real sort of run of luck over the last few years. Um, we're blessed to work with some incredible brands, the likes of Nissan, Peloton, that have enabled us to grow as a business. Um, yeah, we, we're we're sort of around thirty-five um, full-time employees, and at any one time, probably um, have around ten freelancers in the building as well. Great. Well, listen, let, let, let's get to the C question then, because um, that's probably relevant to what we want to talk about. Um, so as a fast growing business in the sports sector, how have you been impacted over the last few months by coronavirus? Yeah, I mean, it's been obviously it's been incredibly challenging. Um, I think, to be honest, we've got um, we're very blessed to have a very good uh, team, good group of people, uh, quite a strong culture. And I think um Going into this, the, the the foundation shook for a for a day or two, and I think that um, we had to sort of um, really have a good look at ourselves. We had to put some plans in place pretty quickly, but you know, ultimately, we work in the service sector, and, and our main concern is for our clients, not for us. And I think very quickly we got to a place where we understood what our clients needed. Um, obviously there are a number of um, government schemes that, that were implemented pretty quickly and off the back of that we we moved quite quickly we were quite decisive and yeah we, we're kind of i guess um 30 days into it and um we've furloughed nine of our team um and yeah a couple of other sort of things have happened but you know we've made no redundancies to date and yeah a few things are on hold but but we're in, we're in good shape and i think we are obviously sport has been hit hard but 
you know, it's perspective, right? I mean, a lot more has been hit a lot harder than sport. So, you know, we're working on three or four charity initiatives at the moment. And yeah, look, we are, we're getting on with it, really. So let me, I'd love to come back and talk to you about, yeah, about the team and the impact on them. But just before I do, um, how, how have your clients been impacted by this? Because obviously being in sport, you'd imagine there's been quite a seismic uh, impact in their businesses. What, what are you seeing across your client base in terms of how they're reacting? Um, yeah, I think at first it was it was just shock. I think um, a lot of people, a lot of our clients are a multinational with uh, you know a serious number of stakeholders. So I think they they weren't able to move quickly. Um, what we found that everyone's being um, very loyal, very practical, very considerate, and yeah, I mean, I'd say five of our clients have, for want of a better word, paused. So it's sort of, you know, guys, you know, for the next couple of months, we won't be using your services, but, you know, come summer when lockdown is over, we'll, we'll start getting back to work with you, which, which is fine because then for us, it just becomes a cash flow matter. And, and you know, that if, if that's all it is, we can, we can deal with that. Um, and, and a couple of our clients have continued on and uh, I wouldn't say it's business as usual, but um, they are they they're, they're getting on with it. They're, they're fortunate to work in sectors that haven't been hit too hard by this. So, um, yeah, look, we're incredibly lucky. And yeah, as I said, we we're trying to not make it about us. We're trying to basically do what we should be doing and that service our clients and be there for them. Yeah. And in terms of kind of advice, because obviously you, you know you're helping your clients with their marketing. What advice are you giving to clients in terms of what they should be saying during this crisis? Because because I see a lot of indecision from businesses in terms of well should i be marketing if i do what should i be saying and you're seeing so many different kind of reactions out there in the market what, what's your view on how people should be communicating to their their customers i mean again it, it really depends on um the type of clients you have i mean i won't go into sort of strategies or details of each client but you can imagine we work with a brand like peloton now peloton obviously um are having a very different experience at this time to a brand like Nissan. So you can see that the messaging is going to be very different. I think what I'm trying to say to the teams and the teams that are sort of saying to clients is that, you know, this will pass. I think we're very blessed to work with some big multinationals. Um, yes, they have some stakeholders, but I think the, the key is empathy. And it, 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 often it comes back to empathy. And I think they have to listen to the, to the customer and the consumer. And again, just just, you know, this will pass and i think there's no need for big big organizations to pivot and drastically change their strategy yeah i mean i've noticed some of the best work i'm seeing is 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 work that's empathetic generous and showing the action that people are taking to help others through this i think and it's, it's almost kind of it's interesting actually from a relationship point of view because it's it's gone from a transactional me selling to you to a suddenly a, actually do you know what we're in this together as humans and you know big companies helping small companies out with cash flow you see that payment up front and and it's interesting you, you know even some big brands getting it wrong and and it's fascinating to see our, our, the way we judge people and their actions now is is different even to four weeks ago isn't it totally but also like we, we've always sort of proud ourselves on, on the collaborative nature and you know, we're, we're often, um, we often work with other agencies and a lot of people perceive them as competitors, but we're, we're happy, we've always been happy to do that. And I think 
now more so than ever. Like we're, we're working on a big project at the moment, um, which is for the NHS charities, which is a big esports tournament that launches on ITV tomorrow. Um, and we, we, we've sort of been instrumental in pulling together five agencies and it's been pretty straightforward for us to do that because we do that sort of thing most all the time anyway. So yeah, I think it's, that's been amazing, but I think as well, some of the, I really hope that we'll come out of this and we don't forget what we've learned throughout this process because in so many different facets of life and business, there's been so many incredible things that I've seen and witnessed that I just hope that we do remember yeah. those things. Yeah, that's a really positive way to look at it. And it's actually mentioning ITV, they, they did a brilliant two minute film last week after the clap for carers on, on Thursday. And um, the, 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 it was all showing, you know, frontline staff filming from their phones, talking about what they're doing. It was a beautiful piece because it, it, it delivered the message about stay at home, but they then pivoted to say, but stay talking and stay connected. And I just thought that was wonderful advice because obviously the, the impact of staying at home is isolation, losing the sense of community, losing that kind of relationship, you know, the positive boost. So I was interested to ask you, um, how are you... Uh, how are you creating that kind of connection and community amongst your own team during yeah. this time? That's a really good point. And obviously that's very much why we've, we've got um, the naked professor on here with us. Um, ben, I mean, we, we, we've worked with Ben for probably four years, really, actually, since we launched the agency, Ben's come in um, at least once a year and, and has done sessions with the team. And I think that was, that was one of the things that was a, when um, I suppose we were all sort of sent home from the office and the first few days and no one really knew what was happening. The first person I thought of was Ben, because I think that it's very much human nature to, um, when you are feeling anxious or worried to, to be near your loved ones or your, your friends, but we're being told to stay away. And it's probably a good time actually for me to bring Ben in on this because obviously you, Ben, yeah, you came in and sort of, yeah, you ran a really helpful session for us. Yeah, well, I think the, the, the interesting point on all this is that actually like isolation and loneliness was already a big problem in society, you know, much more than we really realise um, coming from a mental health perspective. So suddenly you add in, you know, quarantine and we've got a problem that's escalating tenfold for some, not for, not for everyone. You know, we, we, we discussed off there before, you know, there's families for some and it's a beautiful time to spend more time with your families. But for others, it can be a really lonely period and they don't have people around them and um when you're when you're stuck alone without anyone to talk to your thoughts tend to um you know run wild and with a lot of uncertainty out there you suddenly find yourself in a position of feeling out of control lonely no one to talk to and uh it's that's not a good template to to, to kick off your mental health position really so um yeah i guess my job in coming and speaking to the guys is really to um, really help them share the emotions because particularly you know with three men here it's it's often you know men we would we would toughen up you know and it's not that you know we're not going to talk about actually that this and we'll we'll actually turn our our our, our sorrows into a net more into a more of a negative by perhaps you know we'll have more drinks through the days or we'll find unhealthy habits that can get us through the days but rather than actually being able to sit with our emotions and share them and actually say hey listen this is actually how I'm feeling and having a conversation and being able to offload that uh, energy that sits inside of us as emotions. Um, but then on top of that, it's, it's looking at how we actually engage with our thoughts because at, you know, 
always in life we're looking for control our mind loves to have control and loves to know what's going what's coming what, what direction we're going in and have certainty around our life and there's complete uncertainty and it's not only uncertainty but it's out of our hats we can't we can't control it in, in the slightest so um yeah it was really looking at actually how how we engage with our thoughts do our thoughts serve us or are we taking ourselves on this spiral and going from fear to anxiety to panic um we discussed how fear can be healthy you know you can it can recognize it and say hey i need to take action here and i'm not sure that this is a healthy place to be and i need to safeguard myself in some capacity but when it turns into anxiety and, and panic then it can be really debilitating and uh suddenly you find yourself in an unhealthy position so um yeah there's a lot of mental health challenges out there with this and and none of us are prepared for this none of us saw this coming suddenly we're we're you're so right because i guess in normal circumstances you'd you'd take a bit of time out you'd go and meet with people you'd talk it through you'd seek professionals and so on a lot of those options aren't open now so what practical tips would you give to people feeling like this at the moment to to help you know in, in the short term when we're all kind of locked away well i think the first thing is is just recognition of how you are feeling um, and it being okay, you know, it's, it's a cliche, but it being okay not to be okay, this is a challenging time. And, you know, as I say, going back, especially with us men, uh, the breadwinners, you know, usually that's our role in the family, or that's how we define ourselves by the money we've got and the things that we're doing, and suddenly all that's taken away. And it's okay for that to be a challenge and not to suddenly feel like yourself. You know, I haven't felt my, my best through this period, and, and that's coming from a coach. So um, firstly, it's, it's okay. Um, secondly, I think it's really accepting the, the, the challenge, accepting that this is what it is. And can you, can you um, step into a new space that you can use this effectively? You, know, you can actually use this time to actually grow in an area that you never ne normally get time for. Um, can you productively do something that, that you don't normally do? Um, and use it as almost as a positive. You know, I, I've got to the stage now where I've started to think, oh, um, and, and I really mean this, where I've started to think, you know, it would be useful for me every year to have two two months of quarantine myself because I really take a step back and stop running around. Never what you wish for. Yeah. I know, I'm, well, no, I know. I know. Well, well, I kind of, I mean, from, from my perspective, I'm writing a book and I was like, self-imposed quarantine, done. hopefully. Yeah. But no, it's, it's, you know, I think in this, in this society, we are, um very guilty of doing 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 you know i say we're human doings rather than human beings and in, in this period we become human beings and the little things start to matter and this is a great period to go inward to really look at your life to really look at whether or not you're aligning yourself with your values you know are you are you doing things that really serve you or are you running around like a madman without really thinking about it and actually now you have a moment to step back think am i doing things that really best serve me um so it's a great time for self-reflection self-awareness um becoming more of who you want to be aligning yourself more with your values the other thing that i i think is so important is to keep connected with people i mean so i mean i i do this podcast kind of around around the day job working for system one and um it's taken a bit of a back seat for a, for a few weeks uh, and actually i've just kick-started again in the current climate you know and wanted to talk to people and get advice out there but actually i found it really energizing myself just talking to other people and realizing that you know what we're all in the same situation we're facing the same challenges and even just that act of comparing notes and you know even laughing about you know what you, you know playing in the garden or not being able to go out or whatever it might be it is just so healthy just in itself you know stay talking 
Yeah. Ben, I'll be interested to, um, to get your view on, obviously, I th- I, I've seen this move in different phases and we are, I think uh, um, we are sort of, uh, this is now the normality, isn't it, at the moment? I think we've sort of, I, I, I personally, I feel like my team have got used to the status quo now. I think in the last few days, I've started to sort of um, work on a plan for going back to the office and suddenly... Um, that was bringing up emotions in me and I was chatting to some of the team about it and they're like, oh, wow, we've got to go back. Like, as in, you know, we, it took a while to get used to being at home and then suddenly, I mean, you know, we were talking off air earlier and, I'm, you know, it's been amazing. I, I've, you know, got to spend time with my family. I'm watching my son grow up and I've really connected at home and suddenly we're going to have to go back and I think that in itself is going to have its own challenges because we've all sort of adapted to working from home. So I'd be interested to to know what you're thinking about that and how you feel that's going to work because that's I think that's going to be a big problem for people well I wonder if if we're going to see a shift now you know I wonder if there is going to be a little bit more flexibility that that you know this five-day work week may become a you know a a four-day plus you know creative day from home or something to that effect to give people some kind of um something to not cling on to because it's not the right word but something to, to to maintain going forward and um it felt like that was already coming from what from a lot of the particularly in the city you know the young the the, the, the young graduates coming in that that was important to them you know and, and this self-expression and creativity and purpose is more alive now in the younger generation so maybe this would just hurry up that initiative that companies are having to be more proactive and, and base their working life more around lifestyle than we were yeah. previously yeah, I mean, going back to what we were talking about earlier and, and just how the agency's view on this is obviously, yes, sport has been hit hard by this, but but we're already talking about this is going to lead to some sort of renaissance in, in health and fitness and well-being because I've never seen so many of my neighbours exercising. I've never seen so many of my relatives or TV personalities. Everyone's been exercising and everything you see shared on social is this new workout and people are making informed decisions about what they eat. And I think a real silver lining that hopefully will come out of is, is this sort of this re-education of, of the importance of it all and not just because we've all been doing it but actually you know maybe we, in in the sort of when we get through all the, the statistics maybe if you will find that if you are healthier you might not have had the, the virus i don't know but i think that's going to be a, a huge thing and just quickly on that about um the benefits that we'll see from this i think how amazing has it been to see the, the, the appreciation of the key workers and you know, whether it's from the NHS to, you know, the, the disposal guys to the street cleaners. I've never seen so much empathy and love towards people, which, to be honest, you know, not so much NHS, but, you know, the dustbin men or the, the, yeah. the street cleaner. Yeah. Know. yeah. The other thing I've noticed, um, I've just moved into a new neighbourhood in the last couple of months and so I don't know anybody uh, around me. But of course, the clap for carers has meant I've spent five minutes stood on my door waving it as if we've known each other a lifetime <laughs> and it, it's it's wonderful isn't it and isn't it isn't it touching the bit that almost gets me is to see the impact that it has on the carers you know when they, when they you really see them break down and that's i think that's all they've ever really wanted is just some recognition you know they're happy to, to put the effort in for us but just a lot of the time they're getting abused they're getting it's just taken for granted and suddenly now we're saying thank you and i you know the, the one thing is as you say simon this shouldn't be a thank you now. This should be an ongoing. We should all be appreciative in, in, across society for all the things that are happening hereafter. Um, and that will be a healthy, if you talk about community, that is a healthier place for us all to live. Mm. So I hope, as you say, I hope, you know, talking about changes, 
it is all these things that we carry on now. You know, I, I, I do believe that um, things happen for a reason. And I, I do believe actually we needed some change. Um, and I hope this could be something that leads us there. I really do. Yeah, no, that's a really, really positive way of looking at it. Thank you. That's really uplifting. Um, so, 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 Simon, what are you, what are you, what are your plans now for the agency? As I mean, it's interesting that he, hear you talking about coming out now, and um, there's definitely that sense. I mean, on with System One, we track mood of the nation every single week, and we've been monitoring this actually. And what we've been seeing is uh, suddenly five or six weeks ago, when lockdown was being talked about, fear and sadness suddenly appeared in in the kind of national feeling which you hadn't done before happiness dropped then it's plateaued it's kind of stuck and and there's early signs now that people are expecting it not to go on forever there's the small shoots really small shoots but there's there's a, a sense and from a business point of view people are starting now to go well hang on a minute what you know what are we going to do next so what's what are you what's your thinking about um yeah, so oh, what's next for you as an agency? I mean, what are we now? We're sort of the last penultimate week, the 23rd of April. I think we're anticipating, um, I think it's fair to say, being back in the office around the first week of June. Um, I don't think it'll be earlier. But even when I say going back to the office, it will very much be a, um, a decision for the, for the staff when they want to come back. Um, we certainly won't be forcing anyone back in. They can, they can come back in as and when they want. Even when they decide to come back in, they can um, obviously travel outside of the rush hours. And then we've got people that uh, have commutable journeys. So again, that, that there's going to be a special sort of way of integrating them back in because, you know, it's getting on a train from sort of Brighton to London or, you know, it's, 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 it's a very different experience to someone who lives, you know, 15 minute run from the office. So, you know, that that's where we see it sort of the, the start of June. But you know, we're aware that there will be um, restrictions in place probably for a couple of months. But yeah, I think you're right. I mean, with regards to the sentiment of the nation, I think there are those shoots are, are popping up now. And I think it's I think it will be an incredible summer. I mean, I'm often accused of being sort of the glass overflowing guy. Um, and I think that but I do think it will be an amazing summer. And I do think, yes, there's going to be there's been a lot of tragedy. There's been a lot of sadness. Um, there's been a lot of economic woes, but I think as a society and community, um, I think we're really going to appreciate each other. And I think as Ben said earlier, it's, it's sort of been a long time coming and, and, and that goes for, you know, the agency. I think it's given us a bit of a wake up call, a bit of a shake up. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm just looking forward to getting back and, and just being around our amazing team. Yeah, brilliant. No, that's fantastic. No, guys, thank you very much. Uh, it's been fascinating to 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 check in with you both and uh, hear, hear your thoughts on this. And uh, yeah, I just want to wish you uh, all the very best of luck with it. And uh, yeah, stay close. And Ben, keep keep uh, keep coaching, keep getting everyone talking and, and thinking it through because um, th- th- there's no doubt your job is more important now than it ever has been. And, uh, yeah, and Simon, good good luck with uh, getting those sports brands back into top position. Yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thanks, Thanks for having us, John. Love you, Thank you.